0: Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com slash SME today. Again, agorapulse.com slash SME. Welcome to the Social Media
1: Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media.
0: On today's show, we're going to explore Instagram video changes, the content publishing API, Instagram's professional dashboard, and more with Natasha Samuel. If you want to understand how to benefit from these Instagram changes, then stick around. We believe that with smart marketing, you can compete with the largest players in your industry. I'm Michael Stelzner, and welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. If you want to go a lot deeper, be sure to check out the upcoming social media marketing workshops, which are literally happening in mere days, where you'll get in-depth online training on organic and paid marketing on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. You can check it out by visiting socialmediaexaminer.com slash WS21. And now for this week's amazing guest, Natasha Samuel is an Instagram expert and host of the Shine Online Podcast. She has a number of Instagram-focused courses, including the 30-Day Reels Challenge. Welcome back to the show, Natasha.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Mike.
0: So let's start with Instagram video. Uh, There's been some changes. What's changed?
1: So Instagram is really cracking down on Reels. Um, and it's no surprise because Instagram actually went on to say they're not super thrilled with how it's matching up compared to TikTok, which is obviously its competitor and what it was you know, conceived from. And what they're pretty much saying is they want to ensure that the video quality that you're putting out on Reels is entertaining, it's unique, and it is not directly reposted from the TikTok app. AKA having that lovely TikTok watermark. So they're basically saying if it has a TikTok watermark, if it has a frame around the video, all these different elements that show that maybe you're repurposing the video content and you're not making it natively within the app, that it's not going to perform as well. So I think they're sending a very clear message that they want us to be using Reels, but they want Reels to become its kind of own society and trends and community like TikTok has. You know,
0: it's true. I think a lot of people say that, that TikTok has more creative functions right, than Reels does currently. right? And I know there are tools that will strip out the TikTok logo or there's ways to do it and cover it up and stuff. Do you feel like they're just looking for the TikTok logo to not be shown? Or do you actually feel like the algorithm is smart enough to know that there's maybe certain features and functions that are TikTok-esque and, and they're still going to repress them? What's your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah. So I, I have a theory that on Instagram, but also on apps like TikTok, they like when you use their internal editor, even if it's just to add text. So when it comes to like, let's say you film a video on TikTok, you use the text features, you use the features in TikTok, but you save it, there's no watermark, the video quality is okay. But I think if you would have added that text natively in Instagram, that maybe they're picking up on the words that you're having, or they know know that you've natively created it. So personally, I think that you can maybe create one video concept and post it to both platforms. But personally, I prefer to create that footage on my phone, edit it, and then post it individually for each platform and add text in the final stages. So you're kind of getting the best of both. You're repurposing, you're being active on both, but you're not literally kind of being, I guess, the lazy way out and just reposting it from either platform.
0: Do you have a recommended tool that you like to use when you're actually making videos uh, before you upload them to Reels and or TikTok?
1: Yes. So InShot is my favorite editor for videos. It's really easy to use on your mobile device, but also very robust. Anything from transitions to text to filtering. Um, They even have a feature to add text and voiceovers and music. So And it's iOS and Android friendly. So I think InShot's a really good beginner app for anyone.
0: Okay. So first piece of news is Instagram doesn't want you taking your TikTok videos and uploading them to Instagram. They're just not going to give you reach. So don't do it. Right. I mean, full stop. What else has changed with Instagram video?
1: Yes. So they've been hinting at a few things that are coming up for Instagram Live. One of the biggest, most exciting ones is that there is going to be dual streaming. So not just two people that can be on a live stream, but I think that they've, I've seen that it's going to be upwards to four plus people that can be on a grid and broadcasting on Instagram Live. So hmm. I think this is a really great opportunity to really tap into networking, to do pop-up coaching, kind of mini panels and events. Um, I almost think that they were wanting to do this feature, but because they saw Clubhouse going so well with those conversations and those panel-like rooms, I think they're really focusing on it. And they've already been testing it in India, and it's been going really well, increasing the usage of lives. Um, So definitely very excited to see how that feature shakes out.
0: So can you kind of, have you seen it live or have you seen a recording of it? Do you know what it looks like? Or have you seen even a picture of it, like in articles? Like, can you kind of describe where everybody's faces are?
1: Yeah. So from the screenshots that I've seen, because it's only in India right now, it's basically a grid of four faces and four little squares. So versus just the two squares that used to be on Instagram live, it's now just four. Um, and from what the article um, that I've seen kind of mentioning it, um, it looks like there's actually ability to kind of, kind of like with Zoom, how you can press a next button and actually see more faces. So that's why they're hinting at it might be even more than four people on a live, at once
0: so do you think this came maybe you said this already and i missed it but do you think this is like their rooms technology kind of put to use if you will into live
1: yeah i know that that this was a feature that they were wanting to kind of roll out when lives had a huge moment um last year so i think they've been working on it but i think that the rooms element of clubhouse has definitely inspired them to really work on it a little bit faster so we can use it
0: (laughs) What would be the possible applications of this? I mean, you say Clubhouse, right? So I would imagine this would be like you and maybe three of your friends doing some sort of a panel discussion with the audience. Is that kind of how you could see something like this work?
1: Yeah, I think that panel discussions would be the primary way that I imagine them being used. I know that I've done a lot of lives where I'll maybe bring people that are part of my community and my followers to like pop up coaching to ask their questions live. But I think if there's a multiple people doing that on one live stream, that might get a little bit messy. So I think specifically for panels. But I think it's a really great growth opportunity because when you go live with someone else now using the request to join functionality, um, it pings both followers that you're going live. So it's a really great way to kind of get in front of someone else's audiences, get new followers. So I can only imagine If you're doing this with multiple people on a live, you're going to see a lot of really great growth.
0: So right now it's in India, so it's eventually going to come to America. It seems like a lot of the innovation is happening, believe it or not, in India. Any reason why? Do you think it's just because they've got a big developer community over there or something like that?
1: I'm not sure. I know with Reels, when Reels was not Reels yet, we didn't know what it was going to be. We knew it was going to be Instagram's version of TikTok. They were actually testing it in Brazil. So it might be how big the user bases are. So it's not a super small country. There's still a lot of users, but it's not as big as the US, Australia, the UK.
0: Got it. So they're probably trying it out in these countries where they don't have as many people that would just jump on it and break it all at once. Like sometimes (laughs) happens with Clubhouse.
1: Yes, but enough to get enough data that it's working because I know um, they've said that they've definitely noticed an increase in live stream usage on Instagram in India. So they just want to make sure that it's working before they roll it out.
0: We've had this functionality, you know, with technology like what we're using right now for a long, long right. time. But we just have it hasn't been super easy to do it on mobile. So it'll be fascinating to see how this will play out when you have people on their mobile phones, maybe not with a good Internet connection. Right. Uh, trying to, I mean, have you even found that to be true when you bring up like a fan or whatever? Like sometimes the internet connection isn't very good for them and it's not a good user live experience.
1: Definitely. I actually had someone ask me the other day of like, how do you get your live streams on Instagram to be such great quality? And there's a lot of factors. Internet connection's a big one, but also the lighting. If you have smudges on your phone camera, like there's right. a lot more factors than if you just have your webcam going on your computer, you're more likely to be in a more ideal setup. So it'll be interesting how that shakes
0: out. Awesome. What else is going on with uh, video on Instagram? So
1: Instagram stories, very, very interesting. And one of the more um, controversial things that they've announced is that they're actually going to limit the ability to share a feed post into your stories and link it. Um, so that's actually already gone into play. Um, so I think this is maybe them just wanting to increase stories retention, increase more people using it. Maybe they've seen a drop because in, in other news, they're also experimenting with Instead of a horizontal story feed that is at the top of your app, it's actually going to be a lot more like Reels or TikTok where it's going to be a vertical feed that you just swipe through, which is kind of what our thumbs are really conditioned to be normalized to do on Facebook, on other apps. So it seems like they're really trying to experiment on how they can maybe get more views, more retention, more interactions on stories. Maybe there's been a drop, but I already know that people are very not happy about not being able to share your feed posts. To your stories and it actually being linked. Um, I don't know really know why they've done that. I think they just want to make the make higher quality content. But of course, people love to tap in both audiences. So it'll be kind of interesting how that works out long term.
0: Well, it is fascinating because there is all these other apps out there, right, that are doing things and setting new standards and trends. And if people, you know, on TikTok, for whatever reason, find going like this is easier than going like this, you know, with your hand. For those that are listening to the podcast, I just wonder if there's a vertical feed, how that's going to impact the swipe up feature. I think that's going to be kind of confusing, don't you think?
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the thing to think about. Is it going to be linked in a different way? Um, how are stickers going to be? Is it going to be a part of the feed or is it going to be its own separate feed? Like where do you access them? Because I think right now with the Instagram app, there's kind of like four main places to discover content. There's like that stories feed at the top, which feels very separate and kind of a good way. I think like, you know, this is where I'm going for stories. And then you have your feed, which is going to have IGTV, your feed posts, your carousel. And then there's the reels, you know, functionality. So I'm kind of worried. Like Instagram's getting a little crowded. Where are they going to put said stories feed if it actually is vertical?
0: Absolutely. All right. So uh, let's talk about this uh, content publishing API. So Instagram introduced this thing, and first of all, what the heck is it, and what does it mean for marketers?
1: Yes. So first let's break down what is the API. Um, So the API is the application. Oh, I just actually forgot what it's about. Very complicated word. Application,
0: programmer, interface or something like that. Yes.
1: Yes. That's exactly it. Yeah. Um, But pretty much what it is, is I like to think of it, API equals Instagram's brain and how it interacts with apps that you're using. Um, So we can just kind of simplify it. API, Instagram, brain. And what this means is if you're using an app, It's basically whether it's certified or not, and it's compliant with those changes that they're making will determine if Instagram's going to maybe penalize you for using like a follower bot app or a follow unfollow app for bulk following like an app that they're just not a fan of versus if you're using a scheduler that is synced up with those features. So what they're pretty much saying is that we've seen that people like to use schedulers. Not everyone likes to use Facebook scheduler for Instagram. And so we're totally okay with that as long as it's compliant with the API standards that they've kind of pretty much updated. This has always been in play, but they've updated it to be a little bit more accommodating. And I think there's just been some minor changes like later is the scheduler that I personally use. And I saw that there was a little notification inside my scheduler that said um, I can only schedule 25 posts a month versus like 50, which I mean, that's not too bad. I, I think I still I'll cope.
0: Yeah, I did hear they're they're putting rate limiting on the amount of posts that you can schedule, which I think isn't a bad thing. And I guess yeah. in the past, maybe there was, was has there always been an API or is it, see, the good news about APIs is it usually means that any developer can kind of tap into the API where in the past, maybe you had to like apply and it was a special behind the scenes like right. certification process. I think if I'm reading this correctly, maybe this will allow more apps to be developed to a standard. And it will allow more third party tools to make it easier for us to schedule because that's always been a thing. Right. I mean, like until more recently, scheduling stuff on Instagram wasn't super easy. And I wonder if that API is going to allow you to schedule stories. I mean, do you know if that's coming at all?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the API has been in place and there's been a lot of schedulers that have been considered Instagram certified partners. They have a little badge on their website and they are certified by Instagram. So Buffer, Later, Planoly, those are maybe some that people are using. Those are certified partners. But now I think with this change, it is going to open it up to more apps that are going to be able to use it. And maybe this also means they will get more flexible with things like scheduling stories to auto-publish. You can schedule stories, but they won't auto-publish right now. For IGTV, those won't auto-publish. For Reels, those won't auto-publish. And they also, for IGTV and Reels, they don't show up as those pretty grid previews that a lot of Instagram schedulers have. So hopefully this means that they're kind of just like, okay, we've given up trying to make a scheduler you guys like. We're going to be a little bit more lenient as long as you follow the rules. Um, So I think, especially for social media managers and content creators, it's hopefully a good thing in the Instagram
0: realm. Let's talk about this dashboard. There's a professional dashboard that has been introduced. Uh, What the heck is it? What does it do?
1: Yes. So if you go on your home page of your Instagram app, where your icon is, and at the top of your profile, you'll see a view professional dashboard. It's like in blue text. It's kind of very small. I don't know if that's where it's going to be forever, but that's where it is for me. And pretty much what Instagram wanted to do is take all of the resources and insights and analytics that they've already pretty much had on the app and put it in a very pretty place that you can just access everything at once. So even though the feature is new, it technically is just completely... Compiling a lot of really great features they already had. So you can look at insights from your posts, um, if you're doing brand partnerships, if you're using Instagram shopping. And then they've also added in just a little bit bonus of some resources um, on like what to post for Reels, how to get more engagement, how to write captions. So they've kind of put together a few different guides and and posts within that. Um, So it's pretty much just a resource hub, made a little bit more user-friendly so people can, can kind of just access all of those things that Instagram has for us on the apps to use.
0: Do you know if this is on desktop and mobile?
1: I haven't seen if it's on desktop, but I've heard primarily that it is on mobile. Um, So I haven't played around with it on desktop yet. Do
0: you have to have a business account to see it or can a creator account also get access to it in your experience? Business
1: and creator accounts.
0: Perfect. So what I'm hearing you say is it's just an easier way for you to get access to all the stuff that might be hidden all over the place inside the app. Is that kind of what I'm hearing you say? Yes. But there isn't any nothing new in there, and like they haven't made it easier to interpret the information or anything like that.
1: Unless there's resources on their like help pages on their website that maybe they just reformatted to look a little bit better. Everything is pretty much um, as it is, and it's kind of linked to those resources. So if you go to your insights in the professional dashboard, it's going to take you to your insights versus accessing your insights via the settings tabs.
0: Okay. Is there any other news going on in Instagram that we should talk about?
1: Any other news when it comes to Instagram? So I know they've added in a recently deleted tab. And so this pretty much means if you delete a post and you freak out, it's not completely gone forever yet. Um, under your settings and under general, there's a functionality where you can just basically access all of your deleted things before they are officially trashed and gone. So it's different from archiving a post. So like if you go to your post settings, you'll have the option to archive it or to delete it. Your archives have always been there and it's pretty much a place to make it where it's just not public on your Instagram anymore. It's either expired or you've taken it away. But the recently deleted is like you've actually deleted the post, but here it is just in case you need it.
0: So where do you find that deleted stuff exactly then? where Where, uh, where would you find it?
1: Yeah. So if you tap the three tabs that are on your homepage that take you to all of your settings, you go to settings and general, you'll find recently deleted under there and it'll be easy to access to find any of your your deleted posts.
0: You know, it's fascinating because I've been messing around with Facebook, particularly on the desktop, and I deleted a post and it said, do you want to move to trash? Mm. So I wonder, I haven't tried deleting anything on Instagram, but I bet you this is the new language now move to trash, just like you would on like your computer, right? You move something to trash, but it's still in the trash until you quote unquote, take out the trash, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So that's kind of an interesting move because I can imagine maybe you want to reference something you did delete, right? And because you need to make a copy of it or something like that, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Or I know I've definitely done where I've wanted to archive a post or do something and I've deleted it. And that is never really fun. So it's kind of nice in case you make an oopsie. At least you can at least find your post to repost it or to add it back to your feed.
0: Bonnie is saying that she hasn't seen the pro dashboard yet. Are you hearing from some of your um, students as to whether or not this is rolled out for everybody yet?
1: Yeah. So it is rolled out on your actual mobile device. So if you're in Instagram and you go to your icon in the corner, it's at the top and very, very small. It'll say like view professional dashboard. Like I was actually wondering, I was like, did I not get the professional dashboard? It is like very much hidden, kind of like the messages that they gave us like um, related to politics or updates, like kind of news briefs, like that very small blue text that they kind of use for notifications. That's actually where it is. So it might be a little bit hidden, but just definitely ch- check at the top of your app on your homepage and you should find it. And
0: maybe you need to update the app as well, perhaps. Yes. Right. Okay. Uh, we've got another question here from Killen. It says with the new weight being uh, on saved posts, do you think this is going to matter to stories? What's your thoughts on this? I guess this is implying that there is some sort of uh, announcement they must have made about the algorithm or something, um, and saved posts matter. Is that true? And if so, do you think saving stories is something that is important? And is it even an option? Yeah. I can't even remember if you can do that.
1: Yeah, so it's not an option right now. And I think when we think of the definition of an Instagram story, it is expiring by nature. If you see stories on anywhere else besides Instagram, they expire after 24 hours. So I think the ability to save a story would actually kind of make it not a story. So I don't think that'll be a functionality. And I think the way that a stories feed would function is kind of something maybe we haven't seen before, from what I'm kind of gathering of what they're wanting. To do what their goals are with it and what they're trying to emulate, it might be something we're just not familiar with. But Instagram definitely has said that shared posts, save posts, um, with longer cap—you know, longer comments, likes, um, views—those are all analytics that they're looking at when they're pushing out your post to see more people. And I think that saves have definitely—I've noticed in my experience when a post starts to get a lot of saves on my end, um, it definitely will. Perf- form better. I see it on the explore page and it has a lot more longevity. So I think it's definitely an important metric.
0: And Natasha, you are doing a two hour workshop coming up here on Instagram called how to develop an Instagram video strategy with stories, IGTV and feed video for the social media marketing workshops that we're putting on here starting next week. Um, can you give us kind of a quick overview of what everyone will discover if they choose to participate in that?
1: Absolutely. So we've touched on a lot of the different types of Instagram videos, and I know it can be overwhelming to understand what types of content go where and how they're all different and how to create each type so you see results on your Instagram. So what I'll be walking you through is all of my best strategies for using all of the types of videos holistically to see the best results on your Instagram. This will include a lot of really awesome exercises. So you'll leave with video content, ideas, scripts that you'll be able to implement. Implement right away.
0: Sweet. Natasha, if everybody wants to like go check out you on Instagram, where do they find you? And also where do you want to send them if you want them to discover more about you?
1: Yes. So you can connect with me on Instagram at shine with Natasha. And that's also my website, shine I have some resources on my shop, um, but definitely lots of free content for you to binge over on my Instagram page.
0: Awesome. And folks, don't forget to check out the upcoming social media marketing workshops by visiting socialmediaexaminer.com slash WS21. Natasha, thank you so much for coming on the show. And folks, in addition to subscribing to Natasha's podcast, say what it is again. What's the name of your show?
1: The Shine Online Podcast.
0: Uh, You also want to check out the social media marketing podcast. I've had Natasha on there as well. Until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. Natasha, thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thank you so much.
0: See you all next time.
1: The Social Media Marketing
0: Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.